Hey everybody, George Robson here, Worship Arts Pastor at Ocean Grove Online Church. Welcome to another one of our podcasts. I want to encourage you to stay with us for this week's scripture reading and message. Amen. Amen. He is. Well, good morning. I am Michael Badger, the president of the Ocean Grove Camp Meeting Association and also a member of Ocean Grove Church. And I'm bringing you the scripture this morning. It's printed in your bulletin. It is Psalm 139, verses 1 to 15. So open your ears to hear the the words of God, but also open your ears and open your heart and your mind. This is an amazing passage from God. And in it, he talks about how much he loves you and how you can't get away from his love. So let's hear God. You have searched me, Lord, and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise, you perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, you, Lord, know it completely. You hem me in behind and before you lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge, it's too wonderful for me, too lofty for me to attain. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there, your hand will guide me. Your right hand will hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness will hide me and the light will become night around me. Even the darkness will not be dark to you. The night will shine like the day for darkness is as light to you. For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. This is the word of God. Would you pray with me? God, we come to you this morning and you, you know us. You know us perfectly. So all of our all of our good intentions, all of our goodness, all of our brokenness, all of our sin, all of our running, all of our coming. You know. So God, do your thing this morning and, and we are here for you. 
Speak to us. Use the words of the songs that we sung and we're going to sing. Use the, the scriptures. Use the words from my mouth to, to speak to our hearts in our condition. Because you know us perfectly. And you love us unconditionally. And it's in Christ we pray. So Susie um, was watching her dad, who was a pastor. He was writing a sermon for Sunday. And she said, what are you doing? And he said, I'm listening to God. And she said, oh. Why are you crossing out so much? (laughs) Sometimes it's hard to, to hear... God, right? Sometimes life gets really complex. Um, Last week, if you were here with us, uh, we talked about Joseph. Joseph, Jacob's son, Joseph, the one who was thrown in the pit by his own brothers, the one who ended up in jail because a woman tried to seduce him and lied about it. Joseph, the one who ended up being second in command of all of Egypt, and um, he, he could interpret dreams. There are certain people in the Bible that could interpret dreams. And it was funny, last Sunday, I got home, did my family thing, went to bed, and I had a dream about I kind of wish Joseph was here to tell me what it meant. A dream about a Five Guys hamburger (laughs) with too much lettuce. And I couldn't figure out what that was, but I woke up in the morning and I'm like, wow, that was really weird. (laughs) Just a little housekeeping for you. Um, If you're here here for the first time, welcome. Welcome. Um, I trust that God has brought you here for a reason. And I think the reason is that he wants you to know how much he loves you and cares about you. If you're here with us every week and, and, or you're here for the summer, amen. Um, if, you, if you have a home elsewhere in the winter, we're online and we're going to provide you with ways that you can invite people into your home and into an environment where you can talk about God. If you're here, if you live in the area and you attend the church, you'll get this every week when you show up for worship. And if you don't show up, you need to call me and let me know or you're going to get a phone call. (laughs) That's what I do during the week. I call people and I write a sermon. So... Um, But in your bulletin on page 7, if you look, and if you noticed last week, there were discussion questions, and then there were questions for deeper discussion. This week, we have practical action steps and application for you in your life, and the ushers will be passing out towards the end of the sermon um, a greeting card with a sticky note on it, and you can read about it in the action steps. But there's also conversation starters. You know, we live in a world at times, most of the time, 
unfortunately, where we, Jesus Christ is, is the good news. It's the best message for humanity of all time. But as you might know, it's also one of the hardest to share in effective ways. So week by week, I'm going to try and give you ways that you can start conversations in non-offensive or opening ways to people around you in your home, in your workplace, in your neighborhood, so that you can maybe open the door to a conversation about Jesus or open the door to inviting them to church or whatever. So they're in there every week for you. They're also on the website. If you're at home, you can see them there. We're not going to give you at home. We're not going to give you a... Yeshers aren't going to show up in your driveway with a <laughs> this morning with a sticky note. But we were talking about Joseph last week, and I told you my name was Joseph, and, um, and, and invited you into thinking about your life. Your life with God. Joseph was in the pit, not a good time. He was in slavery, not a good time, but he did well. He was accused, became untrusted. And towards the end of his life, became very powerful. But God was with him all the time. And at the end of his life, um, if you remember, we, we said, but God, right? Because sometimes we think something in our head, but God has something better for us. God has something planned for us that is good. And Joseph said to his brothers, but you, you, you meant it for harm, but God meant it for good. So what I wanted to do with you this morning is share a little bit about my journey in life with God. And I chose the, the psalm this morning, Psalm 139, because um, there, was, there was a time in my life um, that I, I love. Are you a praiser? Like, do, do you like praise and dance and raise your hands and all that? I don't know if I told you this. I can't do that. <laughs> I, can't, I can't do it because um, I don't, it just doesn't work for my body. Um, but, but aside from that, I find when God is, is speaking to me, and, and this was for Psalm 139, so stay with me. When God is speaking to me in powerful and profound ways, it's just me, so I love praisers, right? I find myself barely able to keep it together emotionally. When Mike read this morning that if I, in the psalm, he said, the psalmist wrote, if I said, surely the darkness will hide me and the light, and the light become night around me. Even the darkness will not be dark to you. The night will shine like the day, for darkness is light to you. Have you ever ran from God? Tried to hide from God? 
Sometimes the, the problem isn't the world. Stay with me now. You might not like this. My email is pastor at, at, at oceangrovechurch.com so you can email me your comments. I'd love to read them. Sometimes the problem isn't the world around us. Sometimes the problem is us. Sometimes we get self-destructive. And I don't want to make you own any of that because Tasha shared, you know, I know there's people in here that are perfect and everything is good. Skin, I mean, that was, that was the best comment. Your skin looks nice. So, so I get, I don't want to put it on you. But there was a time in my life where I was so self-destructive and so angry that I didn't want to have anything to do with God. I ran to the dark places. But God took all of that and meant it for good. When I was little, um, my parents, it, my parents are wonderful. They're not here this week because they knew I was going to talk about them. But, uh, <laughs> and last week, if you were here, you noticed they, they were like right up here, like in this group. And, and, and then they, they ended up way out there. And so anyway, um, they, were, they were awesome. Awesome parents. They are awesome parents. Um, they're awesome grandparents. And uh, when, when I was growing up, they just always brought us to church in Sunday school. Like it wasn't even a question. You just went. And, and in our house, we didn't ever talk. We didn't talk about whether God existed or not. It was just a fact and a reality. It, it was more about how you live your life with the reality or in the reality that God exists than it was about whether there is a God or not. So that was the beginning of my journey as a person. I had, I, had, I had a wonderful church upbringing, and then we moved in fourth grade. When I was in fourth grade, we moved, and, um, and then I found myself struggling with friends, trying to find friends, because it was a new place. Um, and have you ever been lonely? I think when you get lonely for too long, you start getting... A, you start taking risks that maybe you wouldn't take because the pain of loneliness is so bad. And I even found it in church. Like I felt lonely. But it's times like that when, when we can reflect back on our lives and realize that God gives us those moments to be able to connect with other people who might be feeling the same way. My daughter, I, I, she, she's uh, going to be, she's going to be twelve. She's, she, and she, it's funny, she's going to be twelve um, in August. But like last September, she was telling everybody that she's almost twelve. Um, <laughs> so I'm ready. You know, her birthday is going to come and go, and in a couple of weeks, she'll be almost thirteen. <laughs> 
because she so badly wants to be a teenager. Um, when uh, when I got when I got to be a teenager, and I was still feeling lonely, and I was getting angry. Um, I was angry as a teenager, but I didn't know why. I knew God was there. I knew God loved me. I had a church family. I prayed to God all the time. But I was angry. How do you deal with that in the reality that God loves you? And God is there for you. And God is always with you. And I think about my daughter. I have three older ones that, praise God, are almost through their teens. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it being an empty nester someday. But, um, but I pray for them and I and wonder how they, how they do it. Because it's, it, it's such a dark place in the world. When you're by yourself, um, so anyway, childhood was good. It was with my parents taking me to church. God is always present. It's, God is the reality for us in which we find ourselves. Teen, the teen years were tough. Um, I. I remember, do you, do you know who John MacArthur is? I'm going to give John MacArthur a shout out. Yeah, so John MacArthur is a preacher out in California. Um, I actually got to go to his church one time because I ended up going to seminary out in Pasadena. And, um, and I was so excited. When I was a teenager, God, God just works in our lives. He crafts our lives in ways that amazing things happen. When I was a teenager... Um, I didn't want to go to bed. I wanted to stay up all night. And my mom was always like, go to bed, go to bed, go to bed. I was like, no, I don't want to go to bed. But so anyway, too much, right? At, back then, 99.1 on the radio um, in this area was preaching. And at 10 o'clock, John MacArthur came on every night. And, and I didn't want to go to bed, so I was, I was, I was a... a terrible child. And so I figured that if I was listening to Christian radio, my mom could never make me go to bed, right? <laughs> Come on, mom. I'm listening to this guy. He's preaching. And I remember when, when, uh, when I first started uh, listening, one of the th first things that he was teaching on was Ephesians 6 in the believer's armor. And he was talking about how the battles that we face aren't of flesh and blood, but they're of the spiritual realm. And we need to pray in all things. And we need to surround ourselves with the spiritual disciplines uh, that he laid out in like an armor uh, of, a, uh, of, a, of a Roman soldier. And I took it to heart so much that I bought with my little allowance the cassette tapes. I'm dating myself. If you don't know what a cassette tape is, ask your parents or Google it. Um, and I listened to it over and over and over and over and over. And then when I went to college, in my loneliness and in my anger, I started drinking and doing all kinds of bad stuff. Because I was so mad. 
And I didn't know why. And I was so angry. But I was happy. You know, you just go through, you go to your classes, do your thing. I got a job at the athletic department with this guy named Mr. Murphy, and he was an assistant athletic director, and it was at Seton Hall. And Seton Hall is Catholic University in New Jersey, stuff north, and um, they had mass church. They had three times a day on campus at the chapel. And um, God put me in this job with this guy. It was a great job. I got paid for 20 hours a week, and like I only had to work... It's like pastoring. I only work one hour a week. <laughs> so, so I only had to work one hour. Yeah, so anyway. Um, uh, some of you are uncomfortably laughing at that. <laughs> Is he really going to call me if I don't show up? Um, you know what Mr. Murphy did? He recognized where I was in life and the pain that I was experiencing and the thing, and he knew, he, he had kids my age, he knew what we were doing. The, pub, the pubs opened on Thursday night, that didn't stop till Monday morning, sometimes. He invited me to mass with him. Now I'm not Catholic, I was born and bred Methodist, we have it right, so. <laughs> But he invited me to church. And he tempted me with lunch afterwards. <laughs> and I went. And it became a, it, he went every day at noon. And I went every day at noon. And it was just a time for me to, to get up. The Catholics have these lead kneelers. It's really great if, you, if, you, if you're into that kind of thing. It gave me an opportunity to to kneel every day before God and confess and beg that God help me. So, I want to suggest to you that um, that God is always present. And he loves you so much. And that one of the ways that we can help ourselves is to keep that, to keep the fact that God is present all the time in, our, in, our, in the forefront of who we are. And the other thing that we can do is we can engage in spiritual disciplines. And I know that's a terrible word, discipline, right? Engage with God. Pray. Read the Bible. But be, be dedicated to it. Be in show up and worship. Praise with your arms up, screaming at the top of your lungs, or, or, or with your hands down, barely able to keep it together, weeping. But come. Engage in mission. Like do, do those things. Keep God present in the forefront. Know that he's working for, for you for the good. He's taking all the things and bringing them to his, his reality in you. And, and work the disciplines. When I was, when I was in grad school, um, I, I joke with people I know. I tell them I earned my hey love. <laughs> See, I, I 
ended up with a halo, right? I have a neck problem. I was born with a birth defect, and when I got to 24, um, they had to do surgery. So um, when they were done with the surgery and I was in halo traction for about six months, I told the doctor I wanted to keep this, and I wanted to be buried with it. Wouldn't it be fun if, fun if like, you all got one of these, and the rapture doesn't come in the next, like, thousand years, and we're all buried with these? They'd be, the anthropologists and archaeologists in the future would be like, what kind of weird cult was this in Ocean Grove? Right? You, but do you know why I cherish this? It was, it, there are two reasons that I'm going to share with you, and then, and then we'll wrap it up. Um, one is because it was, it was incredibly awkward and painful for months. The other is that it, I was scared to death. Before the surgery, the doctor said, well, there's a chance that you might end up being paralyzed from the neck down. And I remember my, my mom, God bless her, she, she, is, she is the salt of the earth. She just loves and loves and loves. And doesn't like talking about bad things. And I would tell her that, and, and I was serious, that if I ended up as a quadriplegic, I wanted a ramp into the pool so I could wheel myself with my tongue into the pool and drown myself. It was a dark, dark time. It was a hard time. Maybe you've been there. Maybe the loneliness has overcome you. I just want to tell you that God loves you and he will bring you through it. If you don't have anybody else, you have God and please come talk to me. Come talk to Matt in the prayer tent. And we will do our best to show you God's love and to care for you. I had one more point. I can't remember what it was. Hold on. <laughs> you don't need to know that, right? Okay, no, no, no. We'll talk about that later. And okay, so here we go. You ready? So, so I have a couple of astute listeners out there that I love and I trust, and they give me feedback on my sermons every week. And last week I preached. I'm so fortunate to be here for two weeks in a row. I love it. Um, and, um, and I can't wait for the winter because I like to preach in series. So, so like I like to take you on a journey. And last week I had this great sermon. And, um, and, and one, of, one of my friends had told me, you know, it just seemed like you, took, you, you jumped from, from Joseph to um, God is all in on you. I don't know if you were here last week and you remember that, right? I said, I said relationships, I was, I was trying to say relationships in life get so complex. They become, they, and, 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 and for me to say I'm all in, like I want to be all in on my wife, and I want to be all in on my kids, and I want to be all in on God. And I want to be all in on my job. And I want to be all, I want to be all in. But how does that work? Like, I can't do that. I can't. There are times in my life where I can't figure it out. And I said, but the one thing, the one truth is, it, it, hey, I'm bored up. God is all in on you. And you can receive that this morning. 
But let me tell you this. The gap was that the Joseph story flows into the story of my life and your life. And there are people in your life and there are things in your life and there is Satan in the world that are working against you. Loneliness, despair, pain, all that stuff. Just like Joseph. Just like me. But God. But God is working it for the good. And if you're in the pit or you're on the mountaintop, God loves you. Sometimes it's hard to see. In the pit, to see through the darkness, to know that God is there and the darkness is but light to him. And when you're on the mountaintop and you're blinded by power and pride, God is there. And he loves you. And he will take everything that you're going through and bring it to his purposes. Bring it to his end. Because he's all in on you and he loves you. Sacrificial. That's why Jesus came. Jesus came as a sign and a seal of God's love for you so much that no matter what you've done, no matter where you've been, no matter what thoughts you've had, no matter what's on your heart, even to this day, no matter what you're going to do tomorrow, He died for you because he loves you so much. He gave his life to redeem you. Do you know what redeem means? Redeem, redeem is like to take something. I'm a, this is a Joe Tiedemann translation, so forgive me if it's not like Webster. But it's my life. He took my life. And through Jesus Christ, made it even better. Redemption just isn't recycling. Redemption isn't just making, like, it, it's, it's God taking the bad and turning the bad into not only good, but, but something great. Jesus came to forgive you and to redeem you. Because God's purpose for you in your life, regardless of what you think, God's all in on you, and it's a great purpose. Amen. And we just need to keep, sometimes you just need to step into the space, be willing to do it, That's right? right? It's not about your confidence, it's not about your skill set, it's about God working through you. And sometimes we're called to just step in. So the ushers are going to give you Pass stuff out now. So um, you're going to get a card with a sticky note. If you look on page seven, you'll see the sticky note. Pastor once told me the best way to keep God present in your life is to put things all over the place that you see them all the time that remind you of God's goodness and God's love for you. Put your favorite verse on there. Put love on there, put God is with me on there, put something and get a whole pack of them, put them all over your house, put them on the mirror in your bathroom, put them on your refrigerator, put them on the jug of milk in your fridge, 
put it on your dashboard, put it in the bathroom. The second thing I want you to think about this week is how, do you, how can you schedule just five minutes, five more minutes? Some of you are spiritual giants. And some of you are just getting started. But all of us can do five more minutes. So how can you schedule five more minutes of time in the Bible, time in prayer, time in church? And then the last thing, and I think the most important thing, is the thank you card. I think for me, the thing that got me through those tough times in my life, the things that got me through the loneliness, the things that got me through, were trying to find moments of thankfulness for what I had. Do you have teenagers? Anybody with teenagers? Put your hands up. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're praying for you. <laughs> right? If you've been through teen years, you know sometimes it's hard to find those, those moments of gratitude. I'm just kidding. My kids are perfect. <laughs> but the thank you note, write a thank you note to God. Write a thank you note to your neighbor or a coworker. If you want to be evangelistic, write a thank you note and invite somebody to church. So I hope you have a great week. I pray that God blesses you in so many powerful ways. I want to invite you to pray with me this morning. And if you're here and have never received Jesus Christ into your life, or if you're really struggling with something, this is just an opening to the prayer tent. Go over there and pray. And pray. Let's, let's come together. God, we come to you this morning and we just give you thanks because you are all in on us. And, and, and even when Satan or the world or even ourselves mean things for harm, you redeem us, God, in Jesus Christ. You take it and turn it for good. Your goodness, God, comes after us even when we try and hide, even in the dark places, even in the pits of life, you are there with us. And God, we thank you for that. If there's anyone here this morning who just wants to receive Christ into their life for the first time or recommit their lives, just pray with me. God, we are here this morning we surrender our lives to you we accept the forgiveness that you have provided in Jesus Christ because we are sinners in need of a savior make us new Give us eyes to see you in everything. And let us know that your goodness, God, your goodness never stops. And it's in Christ we pray. Amen.
We really appreciate you staying with us this time around. Remember, you can always search out other podcasts from OGC by looking up Ocean Grove Church or type in oceangrovechurch.com slash podcast question mark format equals RSS in your player of choice. And if you'd like other ways to stay up to date on all things Ocean Grove Church, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok as Ocean Grove Church, on Twitter as OG Church, and don't forget our website, OceanGroveChurch.com. And you can contact us via email at OceanGroveChurch at gmail.com. Until next time, we bid you peace.